Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. One world, one world. Now and forever, best friends. Best friends. true. One dream, one dream. Side by side, there's nothing we can't do. Hello, and welcome to Out of the Drying Pan, a Pokemon the Series podcast. A podcast where each week we talk about the Pokemon anime, or other random Pokemon stuff. This is a reminder that we are E for explicit, so we will be cursing a lot, because holy hell what a shit show this is. We are here for part two of our coverage of Pokemon Live, in which Alex and I... Oh, wait, I'm, that's not the script, in which we will be covering the second act of Pokemon Live. I am joined by my co-host, Alex. Wow, Austin's never been the host before. I'm so excited. Ah, I'm excited. This is exciting. This whole thing is exciting. We're back for part two, Pokemon Live. Woo! Because the first round went so well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can we rewind a little bit? Please do. To about five or six years ago. When I found Pokemon Live on YouTube, I'm like, Alex, do you want to watch Pokemon Live on YouTube? And I said, hell yes. And I was like, okay. And we watched this thing on a big screen TV (laughs) in a home theater. (laughs) And we couldn't get hardly through it without, like, rolling on the floor in laughter at what we were watching. Oh, my gosh. I think by the end of it, we both had, like, dissociated from our bodies and had gone to a different plane of existence. That sounds right. It was right. so surreal. That sounds about right. I don't. There's just something about it. I didn't experience that this time, but that's because I was taking notes. Yeah, I mean, I think there's always that first time magic anytime you watch something new, and especially for this because, as we talked about the last time, this is just a wild ride from start to finish. You just have to watch it. I mean, we're doing our best to cover it, and we thank you all for joining and listening to our critiques of it. But it, honestly, I would encourage everyone to go out and watch it for themselves. If you have spare two hours in your day, just watch it. And you got some weed. Yeah. Just watch it. It might be better if you're high. I. We probably <laughs> should have done that. <laughs> Dang. We have to give... Okay, the reason why we didn't is we have to give our pure, unadulterated opinions. Yes. Uninhibited by any kind of outside substances. Then you can go back and do it when you're high. Oh my god, it would take like... It would feel like five years to get to the end of Pokemon Live. Okay. (laughs) Time would slow down so much. All right. We are back for Act 2, where we last left off. What did happen last time? I think Pikachu went missing or something. Yeah, Pikachu was kidnapped. Uh Uh-oh. It was very confusing. There was like... There was, like, a musical number. Yeah, the whole thing was musical numbers. There was a musical number. Delia and Oak were also kidnapped for no reason. Yeah, in a helicopter. Yes, and Giovanni has a, like, a Dalek that he's calling Mecha Mewtwo, and it's learning all the different Pokemon moves to take over the world. This is instrumental in his world domination plan. Yes. Okay, question. I have a, a poll for you, and also the audience. Ooh, we can put it on Twitter. You, yes. Okay, as far as dastardly plans go, which do we prefer? Do we prefer the dastardly plan of Giovanni in Electric Tail, where he uses a crazy slow poke that is like an aphrodisiac slow poke to take over the world, or the Mecha Mewtwo, whatever he is doing with it learning Thundershock plan? Which do we like better? Okay, the giant slow poke would have been a more effective plan. Because it would have caused the end of the world. Because it affects all people on on the planet. And if you take, if you strategically take it to everywhere in the mm-hmm. world, everyone in the world, it, it'd be chaos. Yeah, everybody's quitting their jobs, taking their clothes off, rolling around in the grass. Because everything's magical and wonderful. I mean, at least with that one, I can already tell you what I'm voting for is Slowpoke. Because at least that has like an end goal. I'm not really sure what the Mecha Mewtwo is accomplishing. But let's let's find out. What what do you think, listeners? 
I'm not posting this poll on Twitter. Why not? This is like the most obscure thing you can think of. Okay. And people will be like, which Giovanni plan do you prefer? Mecha Mewtwo or LSD Slowpoke? And they'd be like, what in the fuck is this? And then not click our <laughs> name. See, this is why if you listen to our podcast, you'll know what the hell kind of weird shit we're up to that week. And you'd have context. All right. But first, I have an important question for you as we come back from intermission. What's the question? What kind of Pokemon are you? What kind of Pokemon are you? I don't know the rest of the words. During the intermission, Ash's Pokedex Dexter has achieved human consciousness and has constructed itself a human form, which oh sings God. and dances. <laughs> this was scary. I didn't like it. What the fuck was this? This was a uh, don't hug me, I'm scared level of weirdness. This is so weird. This is straight up. We don't know how to include this horrible what kind of Pokemon you song in this very loose narrative we've constructed. So we're just going to have it be a non sequitur. Um, I kind of, okay, the only one thing I can say about this other than how terrifying it was, was that I really felt bad for Dexter because he's like, I'm stressed out because I have to be perfect at all times. Oh, right, right, right. And if I mess up a single thing, I don't know what's going to happen. Ash will, I don't know, take a sledgehammer to me. I'm not really sure what his fear was, but he was stressed out. Which I'm going to counter. This is not canon to the characterization of Dexter as we know him. Do we even know him? <laughs> yeah, because the Dexter that we know is fucking worthless. How many times oh did Ash take out Dexter and it'd be like, Gengar, no one knows anything about Gengar, so don't ask me. I think that's just Dexter being a cheeky little pocket calculator. <laughs> Wasn't it like Voltorb or something that he was like, I don't know what a Voltorb is. No, he said something. Oh, God, I can't remember which one he was like. I'm not really sure. But are we operating under the assumption that like the Dex is what people say and that, oh, it's the it's the kids making up the Dex entries and like. No, because Dexter has achieved um, its own personality and has come to life to kill us all. So clearly Dexter is its own entity. The stress of being Dexter has gotten to him. Well, you know what? Honestly, I don't know, Austin. Like, thinking about Dexter, it makes me long for the days when we actually had a Dexter because now we have Rotom Dex. And I don't know if I prefer Rotom Dex. Rotom Dex is annoying as hell. Um, excuse you. Uh, <laughs> Journey's Team Rocket's Rotom Dex is amazing. What, the, like, depressed one? Yeah. Okay, yeah, that one's funny. I like that one. I'm sorry, maybe I'm just thinking of the decks from, like, Sun and Moon, where it interrupts you every three seconds to tell you some stupid shit you don't need to know. You hear that? Is it Dexter? It's it's Dexter coming to kill me. Oh my god, he's at the door! Ree, ree, ree. Okay. No. No, it was Bully scratching, and he was scratching at my chair. No, I didn't hear it. Okay, well, I picked up on the audio. Okay, so yeah, this is, like, a really weird Dexter is singing at us. To sing, what kind of Pokemon are you? I I don't have any words, but do, do, after do, a while, do, do, he suddenly do, do, do. announces, and then these are my helpers, and then the deck stats come on stage. The deck sets. <laughs> the background dancer people. I don't I don't know. Okay, uh, okay. What's to say about this? I don't know. <laughs> okay, and then there's this really awkward audience interaction portion. What happened? Oh, wait, did you skip through this? I think I may have blacked out. Okay, they they must have had someone in the audience with a microphone oh, where they're like, go to children. Yes. Yeah. Where they're asking questions. Yeah, what was like one was like, is your mommy a crabby or some shit? It was who's a crabby in your family, your mom or your dad? Yeah, like pitting the kids against their parents. I'm like, you're just, you're sowing a disrespect amongst these children for their parents. And, and there were other, like, there was questions like, what do you think is better, a Ghastly or a Electabuzz or something? I don't know. There remember. was one where, okay, so the mom and dad crabby question, which is bad enough. And then there was, like, they go up to some little girl or something, and they're like, is your, is this your brother? And she's like, yeah. And then they're like, is your brother a muck or a slow bro? I half expected her to say a muck, but thank God she didn't. She was like, a slow bro. And I was like, okay, that's the better option. It was weird. What are these questions? I don't know. This is the worst child audience participation I've ever seen. You know what it's like? It's like that Pokemon 
thing with like the Kel when he was like up on stage. Yes. And it's like they're trying to be edgy for the sake of being edgy, but they have no idea what they're like doing. So Yeah. Mercifully, Kel did not speak to any children in the audience during that. You can refer to our season three premiere, which was titled Pokemon Rules, if you like more information about that disaster. Yeah, and also mercifully Although there was singing and dancing, there wasn't a boy band talking about how parents don't understand Pokemon. I would have preferred Dream Street to make an appearance in this. Too bad they didn't. Oh my god, Dream Street goes on tour. They're the opening act for Pokemon Live. Oh my god. I think it's just this whole, like, honestly, to answer your question, I think in this time frame, it's more of like a rebel against your parents. Like, Pokemon's the cool, trendy thing, and parents just don't understand. Like, kind of attitude, if that makes any sense at all. Do your parents understand why they spent $45 per ticket to come to this show? No. It's $45. I guess $45 is pretty steep in 1999. I'm throwing out a random. It was probably way more than $45. Who knows? All right. Let's just, let's get on with it. Austin, tell us. I want to interview the parents in the audience and be like, so why did you spend the money to come here? Because their kid had a tantrum. I don't know. Because I don't value my money. Okay. If you have disposable income, I guess... These things don't mean much to you, but... Uh, don't get me wrong. When Pokemon Live 2 comes out in 2024, Ooh. we're going, Alex. We're going to be front row. Damn right. You know I'm going to be there. We we talk a big game, but honestly, we would go. Just to see the novelty of it all. All right. So this weird transcendent Dexter portion happens, and I lose my body and circle the earth, and... <laughs> And I become a Pokédex. That's who I am now. Your sentience is uploaded into the... It's like a Cerebro, like, weird computer moment, anyway. Now the time has come, because we have returned to the twerps, and Misty is being a horrible person, because she said, I bet Pikachu abandoned you, Ash, the way you abandoned my heart by not taking me to the movies three weeks ago on my birthday. Yeah. That, that was weird. But, you know, women, they're like that. Oh my god, I can't even, I can't even dignify this with, like, a response. For the record, refer to our Act 1 episode for my reasoning for saying that. Anyway, the time has come, because now we have to sing, the time has come, Pikachu's goodbye. Because Ash thinks Pikachu has abandoned him, and we have to get these Pokemon to be a master songs in here somehow or another. No matter how much of a pain in the ass it is to wedge them into this flimsy narrative. It's pretty contrived. Meanwhile, Delia and Oak are in a cage. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh my god. It's like hell in a cell. They're in a cage. Uh, There's some really insipid dialogue for a while. I don't even know what they were talking about. Okay, Um, I know what they're talking about. What what were they talking about? Put the brakes on. This is important. This is exposition on... Yes. Like, how Delia knows Giovanni. Because up to this point, we've kind of had a hint of, like, ooh, there's some kind of past relationship between Delia and Giovanni. And it's kind of, like, dark and sexy. And Oak is, like, intrigued by this. And he's all up in her business. And he's like, so, Delia, because we're in this cage and you're my captive audience, tell me all about how you had this past sexual escapade with Giovanni. Were you on Oak's side about prying her for information, or were you against Oak? I was against Oak, because this is none of Oak's business. And Oak exactly. later goes on to be like, you need to tell your son your sexual past with this man that has no relation to him. No, she does not. You don't need to tell your young children about your teen relationships. I have so many things to say about this. <laughs> okay, please do. Go, go, go. Okay. <laughs> also, I'm invested in this, and you, I implore you to go back and watch Act 1, or listen to Act 1, because... I am really, for some reason, too invested in this Delia Giovanni thing. And I wrote a fan fiction about it. So go and watch our embarrassing fan fiction episode for more context. Anyway, so Oak is like, how do you know this guy? He's like a supervillain and he's in charge of the worst criminal organization in the world. And you have a personal relationship with him? Please tell me about it. And she's like... Spill the tea, girl. I know, spill the tea. What's the hot goss? (laughs) So she tells him, which I'm still kind of confused as to what Oak and Delia's relationship is. Casual fling? I'm not really sure. But she explains to him, Giovanni was a fling in the past, and that she used to run with a bad crowd, but she put that life behind her when she met Ash's father, who I also wrote about in the fan fiction episode. (laughs) 
<laughs> I hand canned in it that it was silver. God, why am I like this, Austin? I have no idea. Some other stuff happens, but I'm just going to jump ahead for a second. To answer your question, I am against Oak because he's forcing her to tell him, like, about her past. And then he's also like, well, you need to tell Ash. What bearing does this have on the story at all? Why does she need to tell Ash that she had a relationship with Giovanni? Honestly, that would make zero sense unless he was the secret love child okay between them but no to be but i'm being serious like why would why would she need to tell ash about her relationship with giovanni unless it had some personal bearing on him and it doesn't i have a question yes why does delia have to tell ash this right at this moment well they're in a cage but when they well, see right him after again, the moment i don't know yes honestly i'm not really sure how we even got to this whole like you need to tell ash thing because because delia's life revolves around men Right. What else could she possibly have going on? Yeah, and you know what? And th- that's a good point because if her life's not revolving around her son, who is a man, then it's revolving around her past relationships with men. She has no autonomy outside of that. Jessie's the only woman in this entire production not to have this problem. Jessie? Yeah. Well, her, I mean, kind of. She's part of a duo with James, and that's her whole identity. All right, I take it back. Women, it sucks to be a woman. Anyway. So at this point, I think Giovanni's showing them Mecca Mewtwo, but continue. Yes, which is my first question, because Giovanni decides, this is Mecha Mewtwo, it knows the learn attack, in which he oh can learn God. all moves. And he explains his evil plan, kind of. I'm still not quite sure what the evil plan is. World domination? World domination. And at this point, Mecha Mewtwo only needs some electric attacks. It learned, it's learned every other move. Did he say in Act 1 how many moves that he had to learn? It was like 178 to go or something? Yeah, he was like keeping a tab on that. I don't know. How many moves are there, though, at this point? In Gen 1? Yeah. I am not going to take the time to find out. I don't even want to know what it is now, but anyway, continue. Giovanni sings a brief dark reprise of you and me and Pokemon, which was confusing. And then Jesse and James come inside and they sing their song, <gasps> Double Trouble. It was the best song of the whole production. Actually, no, probably second best because Giovanni's still at the top. You love Team Rocket Double songs. Trouble, Double Trouble. Yeah, it's it slaps. And I hope you're playing it behind me right now. Did you notice the weird part where in the song, Giovanni has a, a couple lines in the song? Maybe. In which he says, you're just the players in my master plan. But they changed it so Delia says that. What? On the Pokemon To Be A Master soundtrack, Giovanni comes into the song sometimes and he says some shit. Okay. But they changed it so Delia takes over Giovanni's line. Okay, so let me get this straight. In the CD version of, like, the song, the official song. Right. Giovanni has some lines. He has, like, an opening narration, if I recall correctly. He has, like, an opening narration where he's like, Get me, Pikachu! Right. I don't care about your excuses, or something. Right. And then later, I think Jesse says, I'll be the queen! James says, I'll be the king! No, and then Meow says, I'll be the joker! Of crime! Oh my and, god. But at some point, Meow says, no, Giovanni says, you're just the players in my master plan. Right. I'm so gorgeous. I'm always the man. You're just the players in my master plan. But in the stage show, Delia says, you're just the players in his master plan. Oh. Okay. Even though Giovanni's on the stage, and it really threw me for a loop. I guess they needed to give her, the actress, some lines, and they're like, okay... I'm always the man. You're just the players in his master plan. I wrote, this is not Team Rocket, because James calls Jesse short, magenta, and useless. And she just kind of laughs it off, which is not their dynamic at all. No, they're like best friends. I could never see them insulting each other like that. I could never see Jesse laughing it off. No, she'd be upset by it because she, as we know, she's... She would hit him. Right. She's very sensitive about her appearance and she also, she always admonishes them every time that they make fun of her or 
Mm-hmm. She's the boss bitch in the relationship. Like, she doesn't take their shit. She's always... She doesn't have any of that going for her right now. And she's also not short. No, she's not. Jessie's never been short. Okay. she uh, Her hair is like eight feet long. Okay. <laughs> this is not the Team Rocket we know and love. No. Things get kind of confusing because Jessie and James present Pikachu to Giovanni. And Giovanni's... Uh, did you follow this at all? No. Because Giovanni's like, okay, get it to attack Mecha Mewtwo. And then he walks off stage. Well, James, like, talks some smack back to him. And he's like, why don't you do it, boss? And then Giovanni's like, you fool. I can't have a battle with myself. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, it was really weird. Okay. So I guess Jesse and James are supposed to be commanding Pikachu. Like, it's gonna listen to them. It got confusing because instead... Something happens, and Delia and Oak get out of the cage. I think, I, you know, honestly, I don't know, but they escape. You're right. Yeah, they just get out somehow. I don't somehow. know. Things just happen. They just occur. Right. So Delia and Oak are gone, and Giovanni comes back on stage, and he was like, that's okay that they escaped. I didn't need them anyway. And I'm like, what, what the fuck? Why did you, why are they here? What? He was just tooting Again, his own Again, things horn. just happen. Yeah. Things just happen. But now we need to go get Ash so Ash can get Pikachu to attack Mecha Mewtwo. Okay. Okay. We have a weird discussion because Misty and Brock have separated from Ash and they're looking for Pikachu separate from him. And they have a weird moment where Brock is all like, you're in love with Ash. Yeah. He was like teasing her. That's your entire reason for existing. And Misty's like, well, maybe I am in love with Ash. That sweet, angelic boy, beautiful, perfect person. But you're in love with Officer Jenny and Nurse Joy. At which point we suddenly are in a song now about Officer Jenny and Nurse Joy. Yeah, it's like this, like, I don't know. I kind of got Johnny Bravo sort of vibes from this song. I don't even know how, like, again, it's kind of a weird thing because it's like things just happen and there's no, like, rhyme or reason and you're just along for the ride and accepting it right but like officer okay yeah. <laughs> jenny and joy were not introduced as characters prior to this moment no they weren't but now they're here and they're in a dance sequence okay let me can i play devil's advocate for like one second okay jenny and joy were not previously introduced but i feel like if you're at the point where you're going to see the pokemon live stage production you already have the inside <laughs> knowledge of who jay or jesse and Jesse. Jesse. Joy and Jesse are Jenny. Jenny! Joy and Jesse. Oh my <laughs> god. Too many J names. God damn it. James, Jesse, Jenny, Joy. Ah. How have we never gotten Jenny and Jesse confused before? I don't know. God there's... How has that never happened? Okay. Anyway, yeah. So if you if you are seeing this, you don't need an ex- explanation. What about all the poor parents in the audience who have at this point fallen asleep? Rest in peace. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> How many people died from the production of Pokemon Live? God! I'll... It's the most dangerous musical since Spider-Man. Was it... Well, there are some pyrotechnics. I'm not really sure. Anyway, that was... That happened. Brock had a weird song with Je- Jenny and Joy. Uh, okay. Anyway, things just happen. Meanwhile, Delia and Oak are now in the same woods. Are they? Yeah, they are. Oh, okay. I kind of, like, lost track at this point. Oak is like, don't worry, Delia. Jesse and James won't hurt Ash. But Delia's like, maybe they will. Team Rocket is evil. And I used to be part of Team Rocket. Oh, right. Because this is the part where she has to come clean about her past. Right. I don't know. She does not. Well, no, she doesn't. But apparently for the plot, we have to. Well, apparently for the musical number, she has to. Because now we sing I've Got a Secret, a duet between Delia and Misty, where they sing about their secrets they're keeping from Ash. Oh, my God. Did you black out during this part? Yes, I did. It got really confusing. Sorry, when you said that, I was suddenly thinking of the Madonna song. What song? It's called Secret, Madonna. Is it? What? My baby's got a secret. Thank you. Yes, thank you. That song. Yep. I don't know. Okay, so Madonna appears. With her cone Turns out it was a Madonna jukebox musical the whole time. Yeah. Oh my god, can you imagine? Could you imagine if Delia, like, ripped off her costume and she was Madonna the whole time? But no, they got a secret. Sadly. Ash starts singing as well. About being a Pokemon master or some shit. <laughs> Conceited. And then the song ends, and now everyone has found each other in the woods. Okay. 
yeah, I guess I must have have blacked out during this part because I don't recall. Did you just skip five minutes or something? Yeah, I think I did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, again, like we were saying, Pokemon Live induces a fugue state. It really does. And also, I think I was just angry at this part because I agree with you in that I don't believe Delia owes anyone an explanation for the things that she did in her own personal life 20 years ago. It makes no sense why she has to tell any of this to anyone because it literally has zero impact on anything. So I think that's why out of anger, I just skimmed forward. You just stop paying attention. Yes. But it doesn't matter because Delia, Oak, Ash, Misty, and Brock are all in the same location through the power of song. <laughs> Delia's like, Pikachu is being held captive by Giovanni at his headquarters. And Ash is like, oh no, we got to go there right away. Which, again, Ash doesn't know who Giovanni is, but whatever. Well, he knows Team Rocket. I mean, he's familiar with them, right? I mean... Not only does he know Team Rocket, he hates Team Rocket and hates everything that Team Rocket stands for. Oh my god. That's what, Did you hear that? Uh... Okay, Alex did not... Alex stopped watching the musical at this point, so I'm just going to tell you about it. got it. too angry, and I was like, this is not the... No, this is not right. Ash was furious because he despises Team Rocket with all his soul and has made a blood oath to destroy them, oh my apparently. God. I don't think Ash gives a shit that much. But, uh. but Delia takes this moment to say, well, guess what, Ash? I was a friend of Giovanni's. A friend. A, fr- a special friend. Special. Ash is like, I don't have time for this. And he leaves. I wish. At which point. Sorry. Go on. <laughs> See, again, back to my original point of this would only have made sense if she like dropped the bomb on him of like, and also he's your father. And Ash would be like, I don't have time for this. And he walks away. Yeah. Either way. God damn it. Jesse and James arrive to escort Ash to go see Giovanni. And Ash is like, that's great. Let's go. On their scooters. Why are they... Suddenly they're on scooters for no discernible reason? You forgot that this is 2000 and Razor scooters were all the rage. Yeah, they have Razor scooters that have those little, like, bicycle bell things on them. Yes. And I got very confused because I thought children in the audience were ringing bells. And I was like, oh my god, this is horrible. Someone stop these children. This is ruining the production. I know, but it was just Team Rocket. They were ruining their own production. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm so mean. (laughs) They're the best part of this whole thing. Andrew Reynolds agrees with me. Okay, you know what? Honestly, honestly, you could have cut out 75% of all the other stuff that was happening, and you could still have had just a story with Giovanni and the Mecha Mewtwo. It wouldn't be a good story, granted, but it doesn't need the twerps to happen. So imagine going to Pokemon Live, and it's just a story about Giovanni and no one else. And his secret love affair with Delia. Okay. I'd watch it. And the kids are like, where's Pikachu? You know who's missing? Who's missing? Togepi. Fuck that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> my god. See, to my point, we don't need Togepi to have a compelling story. It was missing and nobody cared. It does bother me that... Okay, it actually doesn't bother me because I don't care. Oh my but god. I do think it's funny that at no point does anyone use any of their Pokemon other than Ash's Pikachu, because I don't think the person writing this is aware that they have Pokemon. Well, you forgot that everyone's entire existence revolves around Ash, so why would they do anything autonomously or for themselves? Like, Bulbasaur and Squirtle do not make an appearance in this. Charizard? Charizard does not make an appearance in this. Maybe a Charizard puppet would have been too much... Well, actually, no, that can't be. Because if they built a Mega Mewtwo, then a Charizard puppet should have been small potatoes. Like, Jesse and James don't send out Arbrick and Weezing or anything like that. Who cares? (laughs) Okay, I don't care. I don't care either. Um, Now they're at Team Rocket headquarters. Actually, I care very much, but this is about Ash, (laughs) and we have to always respect that Ash is the king. Um, Ash is like, I'm Ash Ketchum from Pallet Town. And Giovanni's like, oh, Ketchum, you say. Okay, my little groin spawn. Ew, gross. <laughs> it would have made so much more sense. Oh, God. Okay. Team Rocket come in on their scooters. And uh, at this point, I write in my notes, what the actual fuck is happening anymore? Oh, just you wait. Ash is like, oh, Giovanni, you're the same Giovanni who has the diamond badge in the commercial? Oh, my God. I don't know. I <laughs> Okay, now Pikachu is using Thundershock and Thunderbolt on Mecha Mewtwo. 
Mecha Mewtwo learns uses learn attack, and Alex has something to say about that. Actually, can I just say I have a little bit of respect for Giovanni and the fact that, like, okay, I'm not sure if the diamond badge was, like, actually of anything of value or it was just, like, paper mache or whatever, but, like, I have to respect the fact that he put out this TV advert advertising the diamond badge and, like, the one-in-a-lifetime opportunity to battle me for it and all this. And then he actually went and made one to give out, knowing that it was part of, like, an overall scheme just to, like, okay, now that I'm thinking about it, literally makes no sense. Because, okay, he's trying to get Mecha Mewtwo to learn all the moves, which I guess he's he's accomplishing by having trainers, like, battle him. But also, his ultimate goal was to get Pikachu because Thundershock apparently is unique to this particular Pikachu, and not well, yes, some rando Pikachu. I have no idea. I don't know. My my whole point is that I respect him that he made a fucking badge just knowing that it was all fake. And he still did it. Maybe the diamond badge is that thing on Mecha Mewtwo that we said looked like a jewel. No, but he gives Ash the badge. Oh, wait. Did that happen? Yes. Shit, I missed it. No. You, oh, okay. my gosh. Okay, so before you get into this, he revealed... Like, Ash's like, oh, my God, you're the diamond badge guy? And he's like, haha, it was me the whole time. And then... Giovanni's like, okay, Mecha Mewtwo, attack. But you can have this badge, and I'll take it from you when you inevitably lose. And so he actually gives him the badge to start. Is Giovanni on bath salt or something? Yes. What is he doing at any moment? He's he's a lunatic person. He has no... I don't know. It's just pure chaos at all times. That's why I love him so much. He makes no sense. He's motivated entirely by... His love of Delia and ultimate riches? I have no idea. World domination. What does that mean? Question mark. Okay. Anyway, they have a little fight and Mecha Mewtwo uses learn to learn the ultra rare Thundershock ability. Mm. And now they have a like a battle in the form of song in which oh they both God. sing, you just can't win an evil song. Ash calls Giovanni an old man. Okay. And it ends with, like, Ash ready to, like, he, he, like, puts his fist up and he's ready to punch him in the face. Yeah, okay, I was going to note that because when I was reading the, the Wikipedia synopsis about this production, it says, Ash challenges Giovanni to a fist fight. And I'm like, when did that happen? It's really quick. He, like, literally, like, gets his fist up. I would have loved to see that Shit, I could have seen that. A brawl. Did you catch the really funny line in there in the song? Which one? There was some, there was some zingers. Ash says to Giovanni, no one's going to side with you. That's all in the past. And Giovanni says, oh, yeah. Oh, his, oh, the mother. Just ask your mother. Oh, my God. I love it. That's a I fucked your mom if I ever heard one in my life. I feel like that's such a Giovanni comeback. Like, he's taunting this little boy with the fact that he, like, had a thing with Delia. Ash, who is simultaneously 10 and 30. Yes. I still can't figure it out, but that's okay. Now things get kind of weird. Just they're just now getting kind of. It weird. wasn't weird before. Okay, cool. <laughs> no, now things get really weird <laughs> because Mecha Mewtwo uses Hyper Beam to disintegrate Ash into molecules. Mm. But Ash tells us we don't ha- we don't actually see it because they don't have the budget for it. But Ash informs us, the audience, the Hyper Beam is being stopped by an invisible force field. Oh yeah, which turns out it's an invisible force field <gasps> being wielded by. The Mewtwo puppet who walks on stage and looks like it's about to fall to pieces. Oh my god. It looked like it, Wait, right? wait, 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 wait. I thought there was a man in the costume. Yes, there was a man in the Mewtwo puppet. It was, or costume. It was so top-heavy. So it's not a puppet. Right, but... Well, is Big Bird a puppet? Because there's a person in there. Is there? Yeah. It's a costume. Okay, so there's a Mewtwo costume that comes on stage. The Mewtwo costume is so top-heavy that it's constantly leaning forward like yes oh my God. <laughs> i felt so bad for that person in there I'm, the person holding like holding on to that thing for dear life yes, inside there. that thing had to probably weigh like 50 pounds and he was like trying to like hold it or she i'm not really sure but it was this giant puppet and it was like it looked physically uncomfortable because they were perpetually in a state of like hunched overness oh my gosh just you gotta watch it it's so bad Mewtwo announced is, by the way, it also looked like a furry costume. Like, it was a badly made furry costume that was falling apart. Oh, my and God. 
And YouTube's like, you don't know who I am, but I know who you are. Which, worst thing you could possibly imagine is being in a dark alley and someone in the Mewtwo costume that's falling apart comes up and says that to you. It's like a Five Nights at Freddy's costume. Oh my god. Patchwork. Five Nights at Giovanni's. Ooh. Okay, I have a question, though. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so Mewtwo comes out and he's like, ha ha, you don't know who I am, but I know you, Ash Ketchum. But we have heard from Giovanni that he has previously tried and failed to use Mewtwo in a plot to take over the world. So presumably, the first movie happened. But Ash doesn't yes. have any knowledge of Mewtwo. So I'm so confused how this played out. Do you not remember that at the end of the Pokemon, the first movie, Mewtwo wipes their memories? Oh my god, you're right. Oh my god, Pokemon Live knows its canon better than you do. But, but wait, but Giovanni says that he previously had this relationship with Mewtwo. Mewtwo did not wipe Giovanni's memories, only the twerps. <gasps> okay, I stand corrected. It actually fits perfectly in the canon, <laughs> weirdly That's enough. That's so weird. Of all the stuff that Pokemon Live gets wrong or doesn't care for the continuity of, like, this is the one consistency... When Mewtwo comes back in Johto, this exact same thing is going to happen because Giovanni's going to know who Mewtwo is and Ash isn't. Oh my god! I'm tickled. Which this has, that hasn't happened yet, but it's just about to in a couple years. Well, we don't have that knowledge yet, Austin. It's 2001. I'm just saying, Pokemon Live knew what they were doing. Did they? All right. In this one aspect alone, yes. Okay. Okay. They didn't know how to make a proper Mewtwo costume, but they do this. That's some, like, deep lore shit, and then they, like, went and did all the rest of it. Okay. Go on. All right. Things get weirder, because Mewtwo, in his master ability of memory wiping and sharing, uses his ability to connect Ash's mind to Mecha Mewtwo while Mecha Mewtwo is using Learn. And we get a very fast clip show of the episodes and movies up to this point, which ends on a... Because there's, like, a background screen showing what's happening. Mm -hmm. And we get, like, all these clips. And there's a long-lasting clip of Delia's face at the end of it. And Mecha Mewtwo, at this point, has learned all there is to know about Ash. And through Ash, Mecha Mewtwo has learned the difference between good and evil. And it's also learned the ability to speak English. Because Mecha Mewtwo now takes this little claw arm and grabs Giovanni. And announces its intentions to kill him. Oh, right. By the way, also, I think Mecha Mewtwo speaking in both a man's and woman's voice. Yeah, so I that's think cool. so. Yep. Which they should have done with Lugia in the movie, but they didn't. All right. All right. And then Lugia appears, and Mecha Lugia is also <laughs> oh there. God. And Lawrence III had a past romance with Brock's mother. And oh, my God. Lola got around. Actually, I could probably believe it, but... You know what? Honestly, we're not going to shame, because... We're empowering people, and they can do whatever they want, as long as they're consenting adults. Cut all that out. Oh, my God. No. Oh, my God. Mecha Mewtwo is like, I'll take you with me, Giovanni. So Ash and Mewtwo and Pikachu, I guess, escape. And then Giovanni is about to be blown to smithereens, but the last second, he runs two feet away from Mecha Mewtwo, and then Mecha Mewtwo sacrifices itself with a self-destruct. Wow. Valiant. That was something. I love how it gains sentience in the span of, like, five seconds. It learns about love, hate, good, evil, and then decides to become, like, murderous and take Giovanni with it. And it's, like, weird sacrificial display. Well, what would you do after watching 115 episodes of the Pokemon anime? Honestly, if I had been subjected to all that, I probably would have, like, my first instinct would have been to kill Ash. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, extrapolate on that. I mean, Ash is not the, like, wonder child that we know him to be. In fact, Ash, early series Ash, as we know, is kind of a brat. And also, this iteration of Ash was even more insufferable. So, you know. Uh, at this point, everyone just kind of assumes the day is saved based on nothing. And right. Ash has reunited with Misty, Brock, Delia, and Oak. And they're in the woods. And, and they're like, Ash, what happened? And he's like... I don't know, but that's okay. He has amnesia now. Yes, because Mewtwo wiped his memory again, which again, shockingly kind of fits in the continuity, but whatever. Mm -hmm. Ash finds the diamond badge and he gives it to Misty, 
why the fuck not? Sure, he does that. And then it's over. And <laughs> they all start to dance. I feel like that him giving the diamond badge, which again, I still don't have an answer to my question on whether the diamond badge is actually worth anything. Because I'm like, if it's a real diamond, then it's like, they're practically married. So, no. Gives her a diamond and all that. Yeah, now it's over. There's literally no other explanation to be had. And they all dance around. The end. What song did they play out with? Okay, they had a medley. I think it went from you and me to Pokemon to my best friends to you and me and Pokemon. Okay. And then they go to Johto. Because all of a sudden, the curtain rises and there's a background of, of some gold and silver Pokemon in the background. Oh, yeah. And they dance. Elekid and others. The starters. Oh, yeah. Chikorita was there. I think Letty was there and Hopip. Some other ones were there. <laughs> They're just kind of there. Oh, my God. That's it. That was great. Pokemon Live. The greatest musical experience ever. No? Not a fan? I have no word. I just... What do you even say about Pokemon Live? <laughs> what can we say? It's a damn shame this was not released on VHS and DVD because this could have been a like a stalwart of movie nights. God. It's a piece of history. Regardless of what you think about it, I feel like it's just... It's Pokemon history. And in our history, it will remain. Not unless they bring it back. Pokemon Live, the sequel. Now, if you now let's talk about it. What would Pokemon Live 2 be? Oh, God. What would it be? So many things have happened. You can't really, like... Are we keeping in the same sort of, like, Pokemon Live universe? Like, a continuation? Because um, I feel I like... I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of variables. Giovanni has to come back. Arceus is there. Ooh, maybe Cyrus. Ooh, Cyrus returns from space. Yes. And he is going to create the new world. And it turns out that he romanced Dawn's mom, Joanna. Yeah, how about this? Ooh, my God, actually, this could be the, the fan fiction that we write for our next fan fiction episode. Cyrus comes back. He's got a love triangle thing going on with Joanna and Mars. Because Mars is in and love Cynthia. with him. Oh, and Cynthia. And... Why I love how it's all Diamond and Pearl. Yeah. Okay. Because Diamond and Pearl was the best season. Okay. Greninja appears. Ew. Why? Because Greninja's popular, so he has to appear. Gross. He's not even part of Diamond and Pearl. I don't know. What? We'll never know, Austin. We'll never know what Pokemon Live 2 could have been. All right. Time for our MVP and LVP in quotes. Who did we think was the best and the worst of this entire production? I think I have a guess as to who your MVP is. Guess. Giovanni. Of course. No, Giovanni. Yeah, say it right. Yeah, he's the best. Giovanni's the best. He has the best song. He has, like, the most compelling backstory, even though he doesn't really even have a backstory. I don't know. I'm weird. And I gave them a whole, like, fan fiction background. So, like, for whatever reason, I'm invested in Delia and Giovanni. That should be the spinoff, honestly. LVP, I'm going to give it to Oak. For prying into Damn Delia's it. personal life. I'm sorry. Damn it. <laughs> also. <laughs> that was mine. <laughs> oh, no. Also, I still don't really know who Professor Zauron's was. And we never get, like, an explanation as to if he was, like, a real person or just a creation of Giovanni's. So, Oak is kind of, like, dumb in this. My quote. I don't want to, like, all the good quotes were in the songs. So, like, I feel like it's hard mm -hmm. to give context out of one verse of a song. But... I guess the part where one of the parts Team Rockets was singing in and James says, we're the Hindenburgs of crime. And Jesse says, we crash and burn each and every time. And I was like, this is so bad. This is such an in bad taste joke. But like, I don't know. It was so out there. I was like, that's it's so bad. I don't know. I got a Team Rocket quote, too. Okay. Mine is, you know, this is going to come. Jesse says, I told you Giovanni would cut unemployment. Oh, I knew you were going to pick this one. I ha some, we had to say something about yeah. it. Yeah. So James says, yes, but where does he stand on campaign finance reform, social security, and don't ask, don't tell? Giovanni says, silence. And James goes, oh. Which, I'm picking this quote because there's I could have an essay about this exchange. They were really... I really and truly could. What? They were really phoning in that... Um you know, James is a stereotype. Right. Who is this for? What? 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 
Anyway, my MVP. Please, yeah, please tell us. My MVP will be no one. You can't do that. You have to say okay. it. Okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. My MVP is going to be for the flashlights. The what? The flashlights that they sold at these shows. Oh, they God. sold these like lightsaber flashlights that had a little Pokeball on the end of them. And what that happened was a kid would get these flashlights, take off the lightsaber portion of it, and point it at the stage at the actors. That's your MVP? That's my MVP because apparently they try to get rid of those things. But someone said, no, that's where all of our money is coming from. We have to sell these lightsaber things. So they're my MVP for being the most financially solvent part of this production. Yeah, capitalism. Woohoo! And damn the parents who let their children point a flashlight on a stage of acting performers. You just pissed off our entire listener base that ever had any kind of background in theater. No, I said damn the parents who allow their children to do such things. Yeah, but you gave the MVP to the flashlights. (laughs) (laughs) But, no, the flashlights themselves are good, but not the way they were used. Use your flashlights for good and not evil. And don't point them into people's eyes. flashlight responsibly. Yes. Don't point things into people's eyes. I think that's just a well, general on a stage. Right. A general rule of thumb. Okay, I take it back. My MVP is going to be Mecha Mewtwo. Oh my god. For learning the difference of good and evil and for its noble sacrifice. Actually, did it learn the difference between good and evil? Because it was literally about to commit murder right in front of our eyes. And it didn't even kill Giovanni properly. I mean, I'm not mad about it. Okay. My <laughs> LVP is going to be Giovanni. Screw to, you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> for his inept plan that I don't quite understand. At least he had a plan. It's a plan with no ending, a plan. It's a half-baked plan, but it's something. What drug do we think Giovanni is on? Is he on coke? Mushrooms. I don't know. I don't know. He's on something. Okay, you know what? Can I just rebuttal your LVP? Oh, of course. <laughs> you know what? I just want to put out there that anybody's welcome to rebuttal an MVP or LVP at any time. Considering our earlier critique in that half the characters had no goals or motivation or, like, self-awareness of their own, they were only existing to serve, like, Ash or whatever, the men characters. I would like to point out that at least I respect Giovanni for actually having autonomy outside of Ash Ketchum. Actually, fuck, no, I just, I lied because Giovanni's only motivation was to catch Ash's Pikachu. Fuck, it doesn't even work for him. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Oak just wanted to go see the Snorlax lecture, goddammit. My LVP is gonna be Dr. Zoron or whatever, because we don't he's like a mystery. He's like a like a um Schrodinger's cat of a character. Yeah, actually I can uh refute your Oak claim because Oak wanted Ash to go with him because he couldn't just fathom the idea of going on his own. God damn it! None of these characters <laughs> had any motivation outside of Ash, now that I think about it. Ash is the real LVP. <laughs> Ash live. <laughs> Gross. Oh my god. Okay, can we really think critically for one second? Was there a single character that didn't exist for or because of Ash? The deaf trainer. No, but he still wanted to battle Ash. Oh god damn it. Jesse James Meow. No, they had their uh, entire no. motivation was Ash. I- I'm literally listing characters now. Not Dexter, because Dexter had a crisis. Because, because of, of Ash. Ash. <laughs> uh <laughs> Um, oh my god, was there not a single character? Ooh, the trainers who challenged Mewtwo okay. are challenged Giovanni okay. at the beginning okay. are the only people who had nothing to do with Ash. Wow. God, wow. All right. This is genuinely upsetting to me now. Why is Ash so special? Oh, Jenny and Joy. But they wouldn't have been there if not for Brock, who exists for Ash. <laughs> so. <laughs> the flashlights. The flashlights. No, because they were sold in order to get people into the theater to see the production all about Ash. <laughs> I don't know. I've lost. I'm, okay. We've goodbye. lost our minds. Okay. This is what Pokemon Live will do to you. Okay. What was your favorite song? Giovanni. Yep. Mine was Everything Changes. Really? Yeah. That's surprisingly deep. No, it wasn't. Um, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> of all the songs, it was the deepest one. But they ruin it by having a montage of evolving Pokemon on the screen behind them. Well, everything changes. They evolve and stuff. I guess. 
Okay. All right. Well, everything changes into our next episode. Yeah. So tell us, Austin, what are we doing next time? Well, I'll tell you what. It's a whole new world we live in. Oh, my God. Is it happening? It's a whole new place to see. It's happening. It's a whole new place with a brand new attitude. But guess what? What? You still got to catch them all. We all love Electa Buzz. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Don't tell me that the Casey episode is the next two we're watching. Guess what? Oh, no. Next week, we're going to meet Casey. Oh, no. For anybody who doesn't know, Casey is probably the most annoying character after Richie, and so brace yourselves. I was going to say what about Richie before you said that. It's all right. He's the default. All right. It's don't touch that dial and the double trouble header. (sighs) All right. I've been dreading this moment ever since we started this project. Hopefully, Jacob will be back to join us, and I'm going to take my laptop with me on vacation, so I'll be there, maybe. Right, so Austin's going to be flying away to vacation land. So we don't know, but we're going to try to record as best we can. Right, Austin? We have to do it for the Chikorita Christmas episode, goddammit. That's right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Please leave five stars and a review and tell your friends. Uh, We love you. You can contact us on Twitter at OutOfDryingPan. That's at OutOfDryingPan. And you can email us your thoughts at out of the dryingpan.com. No, out of the dryingpan at gmail.com. We can't afford a domain name on our own. No, we cannot. You can leave money at our Patreon so we can purchase a domain name. Oh, wait, we don't have a Patreon. God damn it. But if you want to give us your money, we'll certainly put up a Patreon. As the journey continues. God.